Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. It's another episode of Playing Out from the Back. Um, it's nice to nice to uh, be returned to usual service as it was, uh, and I'm joined by uh, Moses Spencer. How are you, pal? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm good. Not quite usual service, no, Aaron. Well, no, Aaron. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's ducking out again. It's all of a sudden, since uh, lockdown restrictions have, have gone, I think we found Aaron in every beer garden going. <laughs> if it's not if it's not Aaron drinking beer, mate, it's you. You know, beer gardens, <laughs> beer gardens galore, mate. Has to be done. Has, to, Has be done. to be done. I don't. I don't blame you for you. To be fair, um, after what we've gone through, but it looking like it's looking like now we're seeing some some sort of glimpses of the end of it, mate. Football coming back, fans. I heard there's going to be twenty one thousand at the FA Cup final as well, which is massive. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so if you can get twenty one thousand in what Wembley's eighty. You're looking at the sixty thousand. There must be around fifteen thousand, which is a quarter, twenty five percent. So, looking good, man. Looking good for next season, definitely. Yeah, it's a good. It's a, it's a good look, actually. It has to be. It has to be said. So, um, yeah, it's just nice for. I think you know, even the, the the players themselves have said, you know, they've missed fans, haven't they? So, um, and I think you just saw the atmosphere even with the Carabao Cup, didn't you? Just hearing natural fan noise was quite nice, right? It was mad. Um, it was only eight thousand as well, wasn't it? Eight thousand yeah. in the end they got in there, and it sounded like sounded decent. To be fair, um, it, it, it really was, wasn't it? it really yeah, because was. well, you know when you got the full eighty thousand in there, half the time everyone was like everyone sitting there in silence anyway. But obviously this one, where the eight thousand were in there. And they were 8,000 they ain't been in for so long. They were just going mental for the whole 90 minutes. Must have been knackered after. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah, it's got me all out. But no, it was, it was, it was nice, mate. It was, it was nice, like you say, a bit of normality uh, coming in on, in some areas. But in some areas, normal services have not actually resumed just yet because obviously we've had the... Uh, the nonsense that happened with the Super League, people pulling out, and you know we've we've obviously discussed that, but it's now had a bit of a ripple effect, which obviously the leagues, uh, each governing body has sort of, sort of jumped up and down and said there's going to be repercussions. But what we've seen is obviously the fallout from fans now jumping up and down about their owners. So you know we've seen uh, the Liverpool fans obviously uh, jump up and down. United are going on about the Glazers. We saw Woodward step down. Um, and we've obviously seen the protests at Arsenal, and you know the, the KSC and the Kronk, like the Kronke family, at, at the end of the day, have have not been uh, supported that well by the fans, just because of you know the, the deterioration of the club uh, on and off the pitch. Um, but what it's done, it's spurred an Arsenal fan who happens to be a billionaire and the founder of of Spotify to. Actually, now it's not just speculation. He's he's come out and said that he has the funds, secured the funds, and he's ready to put an offer um, to the club 
Do you are you are you excited about this, Mo? Are you what's your what's your thoughts on it so far? No, not really excited, mate. I just don't believe the Kronk. <laughs> I don't believe the Kronkies will sell. Not, but not. I'm not not excited because I um I wouldn't like them to sell. I'm just not excited because I just don't think they would sell. I think they had an opportunity. They've had a number of opportunities. I imagine up to this stage um, to sell, but I just think they're holding out for this eventual European Super League it just leads me to believe that it's it's, it's definitely going to happen at some stage because the way the Cronkies are holding on to this club you know we've fallen out of the Champions League so that's costing us money we're now going through a pandemic it's costing them extra money you know they're going to have to invest in the team it's costing them more money they, they ain't doing this for no reason and I think that you know whether it's five years down the line whether it's six eight years down the line I think they'll wait until that European Super League comes. Wait for the uh, the price of the club to go from two billion to ten billion, and then they'll just cut their losses right at that moment. You know, with a with a with a with having made probably about nine billion. You know what I mean out of the club, and I think that's the way it's going to go. Do you you believe that this this Super League is going to happen? Then is that your uh, is that what you're saying as well? I I. I don't think it will be as it was. I don't think it will be framed as it was, but I I think there, I think something along those lines will happen. I, it just doesn't make sense that all these owners would come into these clubs, be at these clubs, take all this flack, sit around. They're never at the. So for instance, Stan Kroenke's never at the club. He don't like. He doesn't. Why else would he be like? It's got to be money. Like there's got to be some sort of future agreement with maybe Henry at Liverpool and the Glazers. They've all got to be sort of in bed together. There's got to be some sort of agreement between them that where they're saying we're going to take this, we're going to take our clubs and we're going to we're going to put them in a in a league where you know where they where they make a hell of a lot of money. And then the, the, the owners are saying, all right, yeah, just hang around for it, you know, just bide your time. It's it's coming because I can't understand why Cronky would stay. He could, he could, he if he sold the club for one point five billion or two billion or whatever he wants, it's two billion. He still made a hell of a lot of money. So if he's if he's saying flat bang no to two billion, I mean mm. he's hanging around for something big. So I think it might not be exactly the same framework as the European Super League. So they've they've seen the uproar, they've seen what people are disappointed with and what they don't like the idea of, and it will be under a different framework, but there will be some sort of breakaway against the Champions League league coming. I believe that. Yeah. Do you think, obviously, if the, you know, it comes out formally that um, Daniel, that is Daniel X, isn't it? Or something like X. Yeah, Daniel X. Spotify. Yeah, X, yeah. Yeah. If, if, he, if he does put a formal offer in, and it's lucrative, I'm hearing lucrative, and they, they obviously do say no, does that not cause even more uproar? Because I don't think there's many fans that want them in charge of the of the club. So do you do you see it becoming even more of a problem if they do start turning down these offers? I I think this is genuinely what I think the plan is. I think they're going to invest this summer. I think um, I think they're going to buy, so they're going to ride this out, and the sorry will be a bit of investment. So. A few, I think, I, do, I genuinely think that they will invest this summer, and that will be enough to quash any sort of, you know, fan backlash. Um, of course, you know, if things continue the way they are, and we continue to not invest, and it's only going to get worse and worse. But I, I think that they'll, they'll do a bit of a Mike Ashley, um, and you know, when it gets to to proper breaking point, Mike Ashley goes and spends like eighty, a hundred million. You know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. just, to, just to keep himself, give myself another 18 months, you know what I mean? Without like the protests and all of that. And I think they'll, I think they'll invest in the summer um, as a way of sort of keeping the fans off their back and saying we're in it for the long run. Um, but if, if they don't, I mean, I don't know where we're at. We're just going to have to sit, sit it out and hope that someone performs a miracle or we get a five or six players through the academy that become world class. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the only other way out of this. So, if let's say in hindsight that that they do they do sell, there's this chat of in in bringing sort of the the dream team back with Vieira, Burkamp, um, and Omri 
do you do you see that being the end of Arteta, or do you see them just sort of almost being in a uh, advisory sort of positions and sort of directors, as it were? I I think that if if that happens with them sort of guys coming in, it just puts a lot of pressure on Arteta, um, because I think that after that, you know, with them with that sort of caliber, you know, Vieira already been a manager, Henri already been a manager, Bergkamp, you know, managed through youth teams in in um, Holland. With them guys waiting in the wings, it just puts a little bit more pressure on Arteta. I don't think his job will be immediately at risk, but I think that it puts a little bit more pressure on him because that option will always be there for one of them guys to say, OK, we're going to step out of this advisory role and we're going to be the manager because they'd be the ones making the decisions, wouldn't they? Them and this this guy who put all his money in. So yeah. so I think it puts a little bit more pressure on Arteta. But um, but I don't think immediately the first thing they'd do is they'd say, right, buy the club, get rid of Arteta, put on as well. I just don't think it, it would work like that. I think that there'll be a lot going on behind the scenes. And I think that those sort of calibre of football people can help us. Because I like, like the, the German model where they get all their ex-players and all the ex-international players at the best clubs and advising and making decisions. And they do it really good in Spain as well. Real Madrid, you know, you go through, once you're a player, you go back as a, maybe an under-23s coach and you work your way through the coaching system and you get your chances as manager. Pep Guardiola, mm. Luis Enrique, um, uh, Xabi Alonso's got an opportunity over there. Um, there's just so many examples where, you know, where you get an opportunity if you're a legend at a club in, in Spain. And I think more English clubs should do that. I mean, Man United are, slow, are slowly starting to do it, but I think they should do it more, maybe. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's... So you earn your right to be the manager. That's the difference. Yeah. Because at the moment, I think, like, managers are just getting put in left, right and centre. I think um, there's talk, obviously, Lampard being the under-21s manager in England. It's like what a backwards way that he's gone about getting that sort of job. Um, but, you know, it's, it, 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 is there other managers that should have been doing that? Yes. You know, should, that should have probably almost been the first move before a Chelsea job, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, I think it's, it's about earning, earning the right to, to, to do it. And, um, yeah, that, that could be good. We could probably take a leaf out of their, their book. But I, I do have some questions about Arteta, to be honest, because I'm just like, I can't see him at the moment as he's making, well, keeps making a few mistakes with selections. What we see is an important game. He, I'm not saying he doesn't see as an important game, but he, he plays players and rest players at the wrong periods of the time. And we keep talking that Arsenal being this, this huge club, which we, we are historically a huge club, but at the moment we are nowhere near the top four. We're nowhere near what we're calling people are calling elite the the elite in the Premier League. Are we settling now for mediocre managers because of where we are? Do you, do you think that mindset has started to kick in? Not at all. Not at all. I mean, you know my views on Arteta. I think he's taken us. I think he's taken the club um, quite away. I, I I know that what's going on on the field isn't ideal, but I think there's a lot of reasons for that, and I, I don't know if people believe that if another manager was in there, they'd be pulling up trees because they simply wouldn't. I can tell you that for a fact. Um, you know, he's... Okay, he should be top six, yeah? He should yeah. maybe have nine or ten more points this season, yeah? Maybe a few more, but he hasn't. Okay, he's a new manager. He's coming to the game. You, when, you te- when you take a manager like that, you sort of need to expect that. You expect mm. him to make a few mistakes, right? Lampard was the same. But the problem with Lampard was Lampard got 250 to 300 millions worth of players. Yeah. Do you understand? So, so the thing with Arteta is he's inherited a poor squad, right? And I know that the, he should be doing a bit better with the squad that he's got, but not that much better. Like, there's not like, it's not like we're doing horrendously and we're, you know, just above the relegation zone. Yes, he should be doing better with the squad. That's correct. But I don't, I don't know how much better you think that he should be doing. Should he be top six? Where are we now? Ninth? Mm-hmm. We're ninth? When you consider it, when you consider West Ham having the best season they've probably had in the Premier League or one of the best seasons they've probably had in the Premier League, Everton a good going as well this season. 
you know, normally they're probably in and around where we are. We're probably just above them. Do you get where I'm coming from? So I'm, uh, I'm not saying that Arteta's doing a great job. He could be doing better. 13 losses, though. 13 losses? Okay, and Klopp lost six games at Anfield this season. It is what it is. It's going to happen. But he's still, it, it, they're still in, but they're still in a position to to challenge for the top top four. Agreed. Yes, it's going to be difficult. Uh, no, no, I, I totally agree with you. But uh, Jurgen Klopp had a a good team. Arteta doesn't have a good team. He has to rely on poor players. Like I, I don't I, like we can, look. Listen, I know that a lot of Arsenal fans want him out, yeah. But when he gets sacked, and then and then we go three years down the line or four years down the line, and we see what he does. Yeah, with whatever team he goes to after, where be, be, be it in England or wherever he goes after, we will be saying, "Yeah, you don't know a good thing till it's gone." I'm telling you, I've, I don't think I've been so sure. It, give, at least give him till next December. Give him till next December. How much would you give him in the summer? He needs. He need. If you want to judge him, he's going to need four. Wait, players. wait, wait. Actually, let me. Let me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then what are those four players? Like positions? No, not to give me names. So he's going to need a, he, he needs he needs a centre mid. He needs an attacking midfield, um, attacking midfield. So he needs a centre mid, like a deeper position, an attacking mid, central position, um, centre back, and maybe a centre forward, or dependent on who we sell. So obviously you could keep Lacazette. You could argue you could keep Lacazette, and you could do an all right job. He could fire you into the top four, but he's not elite, elite. But you need a new right back as well. That's another position. Do you get what I'm saying? So really and truly, he needs five. He needs five positions strengthening for me to look at it and say, if you ain't doing better with this bunch of players, yeah, mm. then there's serious questions. But he's still, a, even now, he's still a million miles away. Eight could go this summer. Eight, nine could go this summer. I wouldn't even bat an eyelid. Eight or nine. Do you get what I'm saying? And, and he could bring in, he, he could bring in another four or five and that would just be enough. That's how much of an overhaul I feel like this team needs. That's a lot. That's a lot. And then you've got to get them to gel again. So, okay, exactly. here's, the, so here's my next question then. He hasn't had a pre-season he, as well. That's another thing. But yeah, go so on. So six, six players, let's say six players coming. Mm-hmm. That's, you're, you're talking six starters, yeah? Are we then allowing, are we allowing for another excuse of we've got to allow them to gel? Because cause that's what with, with Arteta. And with no. our, sorry, with uh, with Lampard. Sorry, you're looking at Lampard. Yeah. He's brought in a load of players, taking a bit of time to gel. Uh, are we just? I, I just feel no, like no, 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 no. He if he gets these five or six players that he wants to play his way, when it gets to December, January, he should be competing for the top four. He should be competing for those positions. If he's not, then he's not doing a good enough job. Like it, that, it, it, um, unfortunately. You've, Lampard didn't have that amount of time because he got two hundred and fifty million, and it's um, and it's Roman Abramovich. But Arteta will need to deliver because of because of because of the fact he didn't challenge this season. He gets his four, five, six players. He has to deliver. He has to deliver, and he has to deliver fast. But you've mm. got to remember as well, um, Sam, is that Lampard and Arteta didn't really get pre seasons. Do you get what I'm saying? So they didn't get pre-seasons into this season. And I know it was the same for a lot of other teams. And some it worked out well for, others it didn't. But a big thing with Arteta changing the culture and changing the way Arsenal want to play is that he needs a pre-season. And it was the same with Lampard. He needed a pre-season. Do you know what I mean? And I think after he gets it, let's judge him in December, January next year. and uh, Sorry, later on this year. And let's see where we are. Mm. Ever the faithful, do, mate. Do you, Ever do the you, faithful. Do you, but, well, uh, you know, uh, uh, if we change him, yeah, who are we going to bring in? That That's the next question. So are we saying that we can bring in, people will give you unrealistic names. People are going to say, get Brendan Rodgers in, not going to come. Uh, get Allegri in, not going to come. Doesn't suit the way Arsenal play. Um, so I, 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 my big question is, who is this person who's going to deliver something better if if we sack Arteta and get Rafa Benitez are you going to be happy <laughs> the tinker man nah well, this, well, this, this is this is the, this is what I worry about like it's like get rid of Arteta alright get rid of Arteta and start the whole thing again you might as well give him some time 
Do you get yeah, where I'm coming from? I just think we're in such a sorry state at the moment. It's 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 bad. What um, if we win the Europa? <laughs> yeah, okay. And I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win the lottery because we no, but... we're not gonna get. Okay, if if we win the Europa, yeah. are we not just then in the same situation? Oh, we're on we're on our way back. We because we just won the FA Cup. Remember? Because we're in the same conversations. We're back. We're back. Everyone getting gassed. Oh, so bad. So yeah, bad. But... Papered over crack. Are we? But that that trophy is papering over cracks. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. It, no, it is papered. Of... Of course, but overall, do you not think Arteta's... So, do you think Arteta's improved nothing? I'm not saying he hasn't improved anything, but I'm saying how far we've still, we're still to go and how teams like Everton, like Leicester, have improved with, with the same players, the manager has seemed to have improved them. Who has Brendan Rodgers added, realistically, no, that but wasn't Brent... already there? Mm. Uh, Brendan Rodgers had a good team though, didn't he? He added Will, uh, Wesley Fofana. Um, he added a fullback, Castagna. How much did he pay for Fofana? But I'm saying, are these but, why yeah, why are they why are they getting these players and we're not? That's what I'm saying. Is that like, what's what's happening? What's what's happened? They're not in the Champions League. They're not even in Europe. <laughs> mm. oh. So what's, what's happening? It seems to be that we miss out on certain players. As I say, we're linked in. Are people look just saying, look, actually, where's the bigger project now? Is Leicester, is Leicester City a bigger project than Arsenal? From a player's perspective? In, well, in my opinion, no. But, I mean, they're in the Champions League. What, what, like, you, this season, they'll qualify for the Champions League. Last season, they were in the Europa League. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you could argue that, yeah, but... You know, I don't know. What if what if this season Leicester lose? <laughs> Look Matt... where we've come. We're yeah, discussing but... Arsenal and Leicester. No, but I mean, Leicester is not the worst example. They won the Premier League a few years ago. They've been in and around the top four every season since. Leicester's not a great... The, the, the worst example. <laughs> yeah, It's yeah. not the worst example. But I see what you're saying. Like, we're, we're, com- we're comparing ourselves to Leicester. But I think as a player, if you have the opportunity to go to Arsenal or Leicester, you still go to Arsenal. You still go to Arsenal. That's a, that's just that is just how it is. I don't think that you look at it and say, "Oh, okay, Leicester in the Champions League this year." For that one reason, we go to Leicester. I mean, I think you still go to Arsenal, in my opinion. Mm. But I'm an Arsenal fan, right? And there'll be millions of of people <laughs> that say different, and there'll be a few people listening to this podcast who will say I'm delusional. But the reality is that's way that's people. Arsenal will still be a bigger draw than Leicester. Yeah, it's it's a tough it's a tough one. Listen, I'm obviously an Arsenal fan as well. I'm just and I'm not I'm not completely Arteta out, but I am getting to this stage where it's just like I don't see us progressing in the in the time frame that we want to progress. You know, I'm I'm we've dropped so much, and we're not even because we've we've been making mistakes three years, maybe even five years prior to to Wenger leaving. We were making mistakes and we've yet to rectify them. We've had new owners. The mistakes have just got worse. We didn't ride the wave. We're now saying, okay, now let's invest. Oh, because we're in a bit of trouble with the fans. Let's invest. Is it enough? We're not the only team that's going to be looking to invest. We, well, you know, it's easy to say those players, but who, who do you identify that we're going to go and get? I'm not saying, let's say an attacking player. Let's say we were looking at Madison, Greedish. That's 80 million. You know, even if we were going to go down the Wilfred Zaha route, we saw what happened there. We couldn't, we couldn't get Crystal Palace to part of a player. You know, what are we expecting to to go go and get? You know, we're we're talking about Erdegaard, and I've seen some good stuff. You know, it's still going to cost us forty five, fifty mil. So that's just one on that one player, a right back. Even if we're talking young player like Max Aaron's, Norwich have just come back in the Premier League. They don't need to sell it necessarily. You know, that's going to cost you 40 mil. That's two players. You're 90 million in. Mm. So we, we, you're talking about five or six players. And it, yeah. it's, it's, and that's, that's what I'm saying. Realistically, are the, are the owners in a position to go and say, without, I'm not saying, I know, I know we're saying about selling players, but mm. realistically, we should be looking at buying immediately so we don't, because we always lose out. 
Agreed. So have Agreed. we got? Have we got? Or well, we know the owners physically have the money, but are they prepared to put in three hundred million off the back without they're, even thinking about it? Well, well, they're going to need to. They're going to need to. But are they going gonna, to? Do you they, think they well, will? Well, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I'd like to think so, but over the next couple of transfer windows, they're going to have to invest, or we're going to, we're going to, Edu's going to have to do some very good business with the players that we want to let go. Because I mean, even in the players that we want to let go, even in the players that we want to uh, let go, you're going to get Kit Kat. No, honestly, Kit Kat funky for some Honestly, no, honestly, even in the players that we want to let go, they've got to do good business. Other clubs do it. You've just got to work out. You've got to do the good business. You have to do it. You have to do it, and we we do. You're right. It's, say it takes three hundred million, yeah, and a hundred million or one hundred and fifty million has got to be player funded. They have to go out, the Cronkies, if they're serious about us moving forward and they're going to have to get or find within the club, however they find it, however they refinance or whatever they do, to give the money to rebuild the squad. Otherwise, I, I, I don't, like, what's the point? This is like I don't. What's the point? Then, if they if they're not willing to do that, then we all need to be down there bloody protesting because what? Literally, what's the point? If you're going to sit there and let us sit sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, uh, scraping top four every season, waiting for this Super League to come come in, what, what's the point, mate? What's the, it's, it's it's depressing in some aspects, but you just have to keep the faith. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's tough. It's it's yeah. It's not it's not easy. It's not easy at the moment to to watch. Um, for, and it's for all clubs at the moment. Just for the owners. Just coming back to the owner point of view, I think it's really it's not easy for English fans to to look at. And I know I, I listen. I had my say on that uh, Super League, and I think it's still gonna like you like you. I think it will come about again. I saw some. Um, I saw the obviously the reasons why it was potentially um, going to happen and. Try to be on the other side of the fence. I know, obviously, the fans have fans have spoken, but there was a reason that these clubs have decided to go and do that. And as as I brought up before, you know, it's not all, um, you know, it's it's not all roses right now with UEFA and FIFA. And I think people have got to realise that. But that is another story again. Um, but one thing I'm hoping UEFA, the Premier League, FIFA do get right now is. By getting VAR, putting it in a box, burying it ninety feet deep, and never bringing it back again, because we have yet again seen some controversial decisions. That it's not just the technology, but the officiating. So we saw uh, Balbuena. I can never say his name. Balbuena, I think his name. Yeah, was it West Ham? Bal- yeah, Balbuena. Yeah, yeah. Kicked great clearance, by the way. And on the follow-through, the player's come through and he's caught the guy. Yes, it was unfortunate. But he's not even looking at the player. He's looking at the ball away and he's looking at where he's cleared the ball. But it wasn't just someone in the tower, the ivory tower, going, you need to send this guy off. The referee would have looked at the screen. So, my question, one, are you in agreement with scrapping VAR? But two... Are you in agreement that we need to get rid of these referees and get some new ones? Because what, what is going on? Listen, you know my views on VAR is it has to go. I've been saying this since before Christmas. Um, that's my overall view on VAR. It has to go. It has to go quick. I preferred when the referees just literally made mistakes. When they <laughs> yeah. just when they just gave bad pens and real, real time mistakes, real time real time mistakes were yeah. were not really a problem. Like, I mean, sometimes the offsides were bad, but I mean, even that I could deal with that. I can deal with a bad offside. You you you're upset about it for a day, and then you think, oh, but it's just the ref. What I can't deal with is after getting it wrong on the pitch, it then going to another screen to another ref who then gets it wrong. Mm. To the, who then send it back to the ref on the pitch who has another look at it, who then gets it wrong. That's absolutely mental. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you know, you know, do you remember the argument, yeah, um, for getting uh, this technology was, oh, these decisions are starting to cost, you know, it could be the difference between a team getting relegated and a team getting promoted, or this could be the difference between a team getting in the top four and, 
and not. And this is why we've got to bring it in. But that referee on Saturday it probably cost West Ham their top four spot, I think. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like yeah, so, true. so, so you, you, you've had now three looks at it, two different people, three, four looks, and you've still come to the wrong decision, and you've still made the mistake, and you still cost someone a potential hundred and ten more, hundred and fifteen million or whatever you get for being in the Champions League for a season. Do you know what I mean? Or, or fifty million, whatever it is, you've cost them that. So, I can't really see where this where this technology is. Is working, and the, as for the offsides, I mean, I don't even want to get into the offsides. They're getting <laughs> ridiculous. They're actually getting worse. I, I've, I've, again, I know um, everyone's screaming out. Oh, it's an Arsenal coming an Arsenal pod, but I'm looking at Pepe's one. Um, albeit the penalty was light, don't get me wrong. Um, but how was that offside? It's his, it's his elbow. You can't score with your elbow. So how's that offside? The rules keep. The rules are bonkers as well, like around it. And the lines are so different. You look across the, 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 the... who It depends, again, who's up top, like the interpretation of where that line needs to be drawn. Like, it's it's absolutely bonkers. I cannot do it. And there's then the fact that... Um, and this isn't just happened with Arsenal as well. It's happened with other people. So when they draw the line, it's all well and good doing the line. But when you look back at when the ball's been played in the freeze frame, the ball's left the player's foot. So that's not actually when the ball's being played. Mm. So if you, and this is the thing: is just it's absolutely uh, mental. I, I, I mean, I don't know what technology is out there at the moment, but I feel with everything that is available, sure, you know, I can see people's heat maps. I can see the amount of times they they ran, and they've got all these fancy cameras now. That surely, if they're going to do that, they should be able to see when the the pressure of the ball has been been hit. So as soon as that player touches the ball, is in. They should be able to see that, so then they could they know when to freeze frame it, you know, or put that technology in the football, whatever it may be, or as we've just said, scrap the damn thing because it's getting ridiculous. Like people are talking more about it, and, I, and I'm saying there's, there's there's us now talking about it, but I'm saying there's more people talking about the VAR decisions rather than the actual game. Mm. Where's it gone from? I miss them days. I don't know about you, mate, but I, I miss the days of fine. Like hearing the game, oh, you know, Arsenal won this or Arsenal lost or this Chelsea have done this, Chelsea have done that. And then not finding out the controversial decision is still back to the day. That's it. You know, and, and then seeing it again, oh my God, I'd rather debate that and say, you know, the, the, the referee actually had a nightmare. But you know what? It's, it's human error. It's going to happen. You're not going to be able to see stuff at that, at that time. I think the, 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 the only technology that for me that needs to remain is goal the goal line technology. Yeah. Because that is that is solid. There's no interpretation of that. The ball's either across the line or it hasn't. Do you know what it is for me? It's like every goal that's scored, there's a forensic examination to find something wrong with the goal. Like mm-hmm. so it's not like it's not like oh something happened in the build up. Even if the build up seems pretty smooth, you're thinking, right, first thing, offside. Is it offside? Then they've gone back. Okay, it's not offside. They're looking at a foul two stages behind. Was that a foul? Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, that weren't a foul. Okay, let's go another stage back. Was that a handball where he touched him? Like, and I'm thinking, <laughs> like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking <laughs> we've gone back three and a half minutes here and you've taken five minutes to do it. Like, you know what I mean? I'm just thinking like they're forensically examining every single goal to try yeah, and make it not a goal. And when you think mm. about football, They've been they've spent you know twenty twenty five years developing a game that gives advantage to the attacker. Then VAR's yeah. come in, and all it, all it's done is sweep everything from under the attacker's feet. You yeah. know the, the marginal offsides, the skill of bending a run. Because let's be clear, you can bend your run now and be offside because you bent your run. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? You'd yeah, be better yeah. off standing okay. still, but you've bent your run, you've arced your run, and it's put your your shoulder off but it's just it's just it's just so oh, I hate I actually hate it man I'd rather go back yeah we had a good look at it take it away spend three four years or two three years fine tuning it get exactly what you want to get from it and then bring it back until then I'm happy for Mike Dean and Michael Oliver to make mistakes and give the yeah, odd penalty that's... against me do you know what but the other co- thing as well mate I've got to say I've watched a bit of the sort of championship and stuff and obviously games that don't have the 
don't have VAR, I'll tell you what, it's so enjoyable watching a goal score because you're just like, okay, yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's it. it. It's, it's, yeah. That's it. The, but... know, the celebrations can take place and all that sort of stuff. It's, it's, it's nice that it's just actually a game of football. Well, the, wor- the worst yeah. thing was, the other day I was watching a game, it was like uh, an FA Cup game, and I think if they're at a ground lower than the Prem, it doesn't count. It, they, there's no VAR, is there? So, like, yeah. if you're yeah, away yeah. to whatever. So, I'm watching this game, a goal goes in, I'm thinking, oh, even I'm starting to think now, oh, was he offside? Did he, did he handball that, or did that go straight? Like, even I'm thinking that. I hate that mentality, but then everyone's running to the middle. There's no VAR. They say it on the commentator and you're thinking, well, yeah. we'll never, we'll never see that again. We'll never see the stupid yeah. lines. We'll never have the forensic yeah. look. Everything's done. Let's keep it moving. No one's complaining yeah. and go from there. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's it. I mean, let's say, I think referees are probably in a way, probably quite happy that people are saying, oh yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put up with your errors now. <laughs> but, <laughs> Honestly. But the errors are still being made by the, by them at the moment with the technology that's that's what's criminal that's the only criminal thing but, but it, ultimately but, it comes down still to interpretation but sam isn't it arguably more errors are being made now i think so yeah i, I yeah i mean <laughs> more than it, before it, so it it's actually got worse that's what's happened that's, that's come the in, scary thing about it. yeah that is that is the scary scary thing about it it's just true um I mean, I, I don't even know where we go from there. I think, you know, I know they're saying about cost some, cost some money, but like you say, they've we've had games that have cost us with VAR. So, and I'm, I'm sure other other people have. But yeah, let's let's hopefully we see the end. We see the end of that, and uh, we can get back to the game we 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 love, love and hate at the same time, right? But um, yeah, I'm glad we're in agreement with that. If anyone's actually in support of uh, VAR, I'd love to hear the the reasons reasons why. Um, that that's for sure. And I guess maybe if you're a Man United fan with all the penalties, maybe. But <laughs> <laughs> big fans of it, big fans. I think so's uh, Fernandez, isn't he? He's probably got, he's probably slips him an assist bonus every time. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's it. But. On terms of going back a few, uh, you know, rolling it back to, to good times uh, or, or bad times for some people, Tottenham have lost uh, yet another manager and Jose has found his way. I don't know how the guy still gets jobs, um, but has, has found himself out of, out of another job. Um, question to you, who do Tottenham replace him with? And where do you see Jose popping up again? Do you, do you think his time is done in the Premier League? In the Premier League, I can't, I can't see where he'd go. You know, Man, Manchester United can't go. Man City, Chelsea couldn't really go. West Ham, um, Tottenham can't go. Arsenal. So it's like I can't really see a club that would probably pay him the money that that's still in the Premier League. So I think his time in England might be done, unless they appoint him England manager, which I'm telling you is not out of the question. Um, that could happen, um, knowing the FA. But um, <laughs> um, I think for him, um, on the, on that question, I think for him, he's he, he's going to have to go back to somewhere like Italy um, mm. and take a job there. I think that, that league suited him quite well. Can't see him getting in anywhere in Spain. So I'd think it would be Italy Um or, Is that the, the, the sort of the defensive nature of his game? Yeah, the defensive nature of the game um, in Italy. And I think I think that his mentality is still very much a part of Italian football. Mm. Um, you know, he's, he's just his mentality and his way of coaching, his methods of coaching is still very much part of the Italian game. You know, the harsh critique, that sort of thing is still very much of the part of the Italian game and I think that suits him either that or international football so I think he's still got two ways to go um, I still think he'll definitely be an international coach of some stage maybe of some sort sorry maybe um, Portugal Portugal or, yeah yeah or, yeah or as I say you never know with England um, <laughs> and um, or, or Italy so it all depends I heard that Celtic are looking around and I mean I mean, if he goes to the Scottish League, <laughs> no, 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 you know. No, no. But then, <laughs> then you never know. You never know. They're looking at this plan to bring Rangers and Celtic down here. So, if that's going to happen in the next year to twenty-four months, maybe it's something he looks at. 
You know what I mean? If he's promised investment and then he's going to be an English English Premier League or they've been talking about that. For, they've been talking about that for ages. Mm. Come on, yeah, you no, know, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't see that ever happening. Uh, yeah, I think the the other Scottish teams would kick off as well. You know, uh, I'm not sure unless obviously the, the the bigger sides are saying actually there's a chance for us to get into uh, Europe with those two going. And Celtic and Rangers, do they do that? Is that not is that not European suicide for them because they just suddenly lose? You know, do you see them getting into Europe if they come down to down to down here? Um, not 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 for five years, but I mean, eventually they're big clubs, so eventually, you know, their time will come. They'd um, they'd eventually be knocking about at the top. I mean, it wouldn't take it wouldn't take forever. You know, once they start getting the finance of the Premier League, and you know, they're able to to rebuild their squads, and they've got the fan base, they've got the history. So, you know, they would, you know, eventually there would be challenges. They're, they're, mm. they're big clubs, but it's just the amount of time it would take yeah. um, with Rangers and Celtic. But, I mean, going on to who takes over at, uh, at Spurs, I mean, their their big hope was Nagelsmann and he's gone to Bayern. So that dream's over. That was their big hope, you know, get rid of, um, get rid of Jose. And uh, get Nagelsmann in, but that won't be happening. Um, the other options there, they've got, they can go for someone like, with experience in the Premier League, you know, got some trophies under under their belt already. Someone like Sari, who they've been looking at, um, who did mm. all right in the Premier yeah. League, plays quite an attacking brand of football, an enjoyable brand of football. Um, you know, and he ticks their boxes in terms of criteria. He got uh, Chelsea into the top four, won a cup competition with them. So sort of fits their criteria. I know they've they've been talking about uh, Roberto Martinez as well, who's another one um, yeah. who they who they could have a look at. Premier League experience, but I mean, he didn't pull up any trees in the Premier League, but it was with Wigan. I mean, even with Everton <laughs> as well, he didn't really pull up any trees. But he's another well-respected manager. He always gets linked with these sort of jobs, so True. you can't really complain. But other than that, I mean. I don't know where they go. There is, I mean, there isn't a lot of managers. They can look, they can look in the Premier League and maybe look a bit lower. So they could look at someone like I don't know, give Sean Dyche a chance. I don't know someone like that. But if their aspiration is to win cup competitions and get into the top four, and they appoint someone like Sean Dyche, it just don't sit right. I don't think Harry Kane looks at that and says, "Right, we're on the move here." <laughs> You know, I mean? Harry Kane. Harry Kane ain't gonna be there. That's just you know. If he, let me tell you, if Harry Kane is still at Tottenham next year, I've lost any respect for the player. All, all, all honesty, let's let's be honest. Is he? He can't be there. Let's be, come on, Moses. Come on. No, nah, mate. mate. He can't I was, be. He can't I, be. I was the one at the front of the queue saying this man has got to leave. He's got to leave. I look. I watched Real Madrid yesterday against Chelsea, and I thought, "Listen, go there." Benzema's fading away, and he and Benzema works so well with partners as well. I said, "Go there, stand up top, and when them chances come, put them away, mate. You'll be a hero. You'll be a legend. Go and do it, mate. He, the, the the stall is set. You know what I mean? He 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 needs to leave, man. But then the next thing, the next thing, Sam is who's going to be able to. Sh- uh, stump up that money. Do you know what I mean? Real yeah, Madrid were I mean, probably it... hoping for the ESL, and that's gone now. So I think yeah, well, yes, again, that's the thing. Is that everyone was going to be giving what was it, three hundred, four hundred million for that? But yeah, who, who knows? I, I just, I just think that this is an opportunity now for for me personally. I, I try to be having this debate with a few people, but I see Harry Kane at I see Harry Kane at United. I see Haaland at um, Man City, and I've, I've said that. I, I, we, you know, I'm still hot, sticking to my guns with that one, um, and that's that's how that's how I see it going. But I think he would suit. I think he would suit United. Um, they've been missing that that decent number nine since look up for me since look up um, to to play in there. But yeah, Jose will he be missed at Tottenham? No. But I think they've got a they've got to do this process correctly. I still am still baffled how you sack a manager six days before a cup final, no matter where what was going on, 
and then replacing with Ryan Mason, which is bonkers. You've got Ledley King sat next to Jose, who's naturally assistant manager does not, unless there's like proper ties to that manager, normally takes over as a bit of a caretaker. If not, you know, you're looking at that, who else is in that management, that in the staff, you've got Chris Powell there. The game's actually been a first team manager, has experience, they didn't use him, they went with Ryan Mason. That's bonkers. Against Pep as well, you know, um, bit bit mental. Um, and some of the strange decisions there, but it's just, uh, I don't know, that Levy's, he's a bit of a mad guy, so who, who knows who they're going to, who they're going to put in there I think they need Premier League experience and I think they need someone that's got experience of working with a sort of smaller budget as well. I think you I don't think they they can rely rely on a I'm not just saying a Jose type in terms of style of play, but Jose relies on money, no? You know, he he needs he does need two hundred million each mm-hmm. each summer window, you know. Uh, Tottenham aren't gonna do that. So the only thing I could think of is if they're gonna say to any manager that comes in, look this is what we're going to give you. I don't know, 100 million. But we will give you every bit of penny, every penny that we get from Harry Kane. But you're going to have to do this without Harry Kane. Is it, is it a job you want to take? Hmm. Would you take that? I think that's going to be part of the job description. I think that will be the job description. Harry Kane's going to go for this amount. The job is, you get, you get the job. And we'll we'll invest however much in a striker, and you've got the rest of the money to rebuild this squad, and that will be the job. That will be this job. Maybe it isn't. You know, I don't know. You you want Harry Kane? You want him there? But I mean, if the whole squad gets rebuilt, can you do something better? Depends on the coach you're getting as well. But um, yeah, I think that will be the job description. You got to do mm. this without Harry Kane. I think yeah. you've nailed it there. I think that you, uh, the the responsibility for the new manager will be to rebuild a team and get into the top four. So what? Um, with, again, again, what with with that? Do you think this is will start an exodus with with Tottenham? And sorry, Tottenham fans, don't feel this is being an Arsenal Arsenal fan putting a bit of hate and and saltiness on this. Generally, I think with Harry Kane going, does someone like Son go? Actually, yeah, this is now place for me to sort of step up and be the main man or will it start to create a sort of exodus where players are looking at again okay he's looking he's going to move likely probably going to get a trophy do I need to do the same do you think that might happen I really don't know I like I really don't know with the with the Tottenham players I don't like Son I don't I I don't know is he Son's Son's 29 he's I think he's 29 this season but I don't really know like what sort of ambition he's got? He's a great player. He could probably walk into most teams, but does does Son make a fuss if no one puts a bid in for him? Mm. I don't know how much is Son worth. I don't know, but I, th- I you know I think Son's up there. He's one of the best wingers wingers that there is in world football. But I mean, I just I, you just don't know with this team. It just always seemed like they're all just happy to sit there and wait. But now. You're looking at it and thinking, well, you are probably two, three years away. And a mm. lot of them haven't got two, three years. So I don't really, I don't really know. I, I, like, that's a, such a good question. Like, do, do, do a few more of them. You've got Alderweireld aging. You know, you've got, you've got, they've just bought, um, what's the midfielder called? Um, what, Ndombele. Ndombele. Great, yeah, player, great player. Great player. But then, you look around it and he says, right, Kane's gone. Son's gone. This weren't what I came here for. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, there's so many questions. But we're, we're, the thing with Tottenham players is they just, you know, you never, you never really see a Tottenham player trying to get a move or anything. It's like they were all just willing to sit there and under the hope that this was all going to come, come good one day. Do you know what I mean? And it's not looking like it is now. So it's, it's been like that for it's been, it's been like that for a while. Like it's just it can't get them over the line. It it's weird because again, if you look at what Potcher's I know Potcher's team at I mean the PSG team's outrageous, but what he's doing with those players goes to show you sometimes if you get the right manager and back the right manager, you're in a good place. Because I know he's gone there, I know he's got the players, but it's not easy to go and beat Bayern. Do you know what I mean? It's not easy to go to these certain certain teams and, and pick up results, which which obviously he's 
he's gone and done. Is, he, is Tottenham just, they're just happy just to be where they are, like be they a miss, bit of a disruptor. They missed the trick with Pochettino. Massive. And they, they're given five years and then at the, or four or five years and then at the crucial time, at the crucial time, apparently he wasn't doing enough. That's what I mean. You need to give these, you need to give these, 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 these guys time. I celebrated that. I celebrated him going. I, yeah, I was well, just like, generally, from an Arsenal perspective, I was like, that was their best hope of not just, not, not just being obviously putting us, putting us to bed, but them actually winning a trophy for me. Yeah, and the thing is, it, it, he, it, you know, him getting to the Champions League final was papering over the cracks. You know, him maybe chal- uh, challenging for the top four certain seasons was papering over the cracks, but that weren't because he was getting by as a as a bad manager. That was simply because when he was asking for players, he weren't getting the players he wanted, or he was getting no players. Mm. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? So it was like, so it was like. <sighs> He got you to the Champions League final. He got you on the brink of a Premier League title. He's asking for investment. I need this to get to the top level. When you think of Liverpool and how close they got, they got to the Champions League final. They were in. They got to the Europa League final. I think the year before. Then they started challenging top four. And then Klopp's gone in the office and he said, "Listen, I need a goalie, and I need this centre half. If you get them for me, I'll deliver." And they had to that last step, that last hundred and fifty million pound step, yeah, is what yeah. wins you the big competitions. And I think you know, I genuinely think that's where Man United are at. I think Man United need one or two of those big players, and they will be competing for the top competitions. I think they're at that stage; they're the next team at that level. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, backing the manager at the right times for me. Yeah, that's it. I mean, look at look at um, yeah. I think our last point that we wanted to cover was 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 Tuchel because yes, it's back backing your manager. And I know they, to be fair, they backed Lampard in a sense. He gave him gave him the money, but it's about backing the right manager. And now you've got the right manager with the right players at Chelsea, and we're seeing a real sort of change in in them. The way they play, he's still got the likes of Mount playing the way Lampard, you know got the best out of him as well. Do you, do you think that's been one of the, the better appointments that we've seen in, in the recent couple of years? Listen, don't get me wrong. Um, Tuchel was a great appointment. Tuchel was a good appointment. He's a really good manager. But let's be clear. It wasn't... A, it, he, was, he got to take over a team that wasn't dying. It was a very decent team that was doing okay. And yeah. it had all the tools. The tools just weren't being used in the right way. And not a lot of managers get that opportunity. I'm not saying Tuchel isn't great. I think what he's done exceptional. I've said that before on the pod. But what I'm saying is, is you can't compare what Tuchel's done to certain other people, to certain other people being given jobs and turning things around because Tuchel had the tools and he had the tools in abundance. Do you know what I mean? He's just he's got a he's got a good clock working. Do you see what I mean? Rather than having to having to get parts for a clock to make it work if you see what I mean and he's he's got uh, listen I said on this pod as well he's not far away from a big competition he's not far away from winning a big competition and it's looking very much like this season it could be the Champions League it could be that it's going to be a one-off game if they get through Real Madrid and it could be that they're good at keeping clean sheets they're a cup sort of team so yeah going to be interested to see how it unfolds but He's he's done an excellent job overall. What about you? What do you no, think? I like it. I like him. I like. I'm, I'm hearing a few other little um, things from you know, around the training ground. Um, someone I know that work, works quite closely there. It sounds like it's pretty good. He's he, he's he works them hard, but you know, in a fair way. He's, um, you know, he's, he's knowledgeable of the league as well. He's not just coming to sort of um, you know square peg round hole sort of thing he, he's he's done his homework and and I think with a um, German contingent that was there anyway I think he, he he's got sort of landed on his feet and in that sense but and what he did he didn't do a bad job at PSG really you know yeah. so he's, he knows how to hand sort of big big players as well mm-hmm. so yeah I'm I'm, I'm um, 
I'm quite I'm quite pleased with how he's, how he's done it. That, you know, and that's what I mean. It's like we, we it would be nice for us to get that run out. I'm not, and I say I'm not coming back to put another dig at Arteta. I think I'm I'm gonna reserve all judgment until he's actually backed. Because if you don't want to back Arteta, why would you back anyone else? That's my thought process. That is exactly my thought process. What's the point? What's the yeah. point? Are you going to sack Arteta, spend a hundred and fifty million, give a hundred and fifty million to another manager, and then find that the manager needs to clear out half the players that Arteta's got because he don't fancy them? Then give it. Then what you're going to do? You have to give him another hundred and fifty million. It's just like an ongoing cycle. You have to back a project, try and see it out as far as you can. If it's going totally wrong, then you flip the script. But right now, it's not going totally wrong. If we're here next next um, February in 10th place, then I'll be saying this is going totally wrong. We need to flip this on its head. But right yeah. now, it is what it is. Let's go. Let's get rid of some of these these this deadwood and let's and let's keep it moving with with some more decent players. Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's see. Let's um. Have... Um, has to be has to be said pretty reserved on on uh, what happens, but yeah, we need to. We're so far we have off the as we are. Uh, mate, see, I, we need to go early as well. Let's let's not be a the usual Arsenal wait until the deadline day. Can we go early? Can, can we be working on something right now with a big splash? Um, and I'm I'm talking like an established player with, from the Premier League. Uh, that's, you know, could could we do that? That's the big thing in it. Make a statement early, two big signings, and then say you mean business through the transfer window. You know what I mean? I want one of those big. I want one of those proper press conferences where you've got Arteta putting his arms around two big players. <laughs> yeah, I want to see. I want to see that. I want to see that again. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm not talking. Being an idiot and talking Mbappe, so I'm talking as I say, be you know, I'm just throwing names at you, but I'm saying if if he had Grealish one side, do you know what I mean? And then a, you know, decent, I don't know, even if it was another decent centre half, I'm, I can't, I'm trying to spitball like a defender here, but I'm just saying, if you put put someone either side and go, actually, they Arsenal mean Arsenal mean business, they're actually trying to do something. Whereas at the moment, it's like no one's just like no one's jumping up and down about players, even Partey. I know all the stupid memes and celebration it was great it was great but he was a player we needed probably about five years ago when we had all the other creative players in and around you know, yeah it's just like he's just there on his own you yeah know? so it, it's a little bit too late good player that needs the other players around him so can we go and do that now um build on yeah it. let's yeah That's build on it let's see but you can't it. just be what you can't be relying on one player each window. Because no. by the time you've actually got those players, they're old, retired, or been sold. Exactly. <laughs> so, you need to re-strengthen. Re-strengthen at the right, yeah, the right, right moments. But, but yeah, I'm sure we'll be bringing it up um, a, a few times. I'd like to hear obviously other people's thoughts on on obviously the, the the managers that have come in, the managers that have left. You know, if anyone's spitballing some ideas for for Tottenham and who they should go for, but. I'm also looking forward to uh, the, the next pod because we can obviously have a little bit of revamp over what's happened in Champions League and, and Europa. And it will set up nicely, obviously, for, for who's going to be in the finals as well. But quick quick prediction from you, Mo. Um, Arsenal, we beat Villarreal? We've done, um, in the last pod, we've done the uh, predictions at the end. And I, I, said that, um, I said that we beat Villarreal. Uh, but I said I think Man United still win the competition. That was my prediction. I think still having that. Okay. As as okay. as we stay as as we stand here now, I'm sticking with that. Okay. All right. I'm. Uh, I don't, I really, I think After Thursday, it could be different, but let's see. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the, the greasy Emery, I think, might come back to haunt us. But uh, let's see. I'm, I'm here. We've got all, most of our players are back and in contention, which is which is also good. I think if we don't start. I say this now: If we don't start Aubameyang and Lacazette is fit, we win the game. That's my prediction. If he, if he, if that Aubameyang starts, we we draw at best. That's what I'm saying. That's my that's my prediction. Wow! So Lacazette's got to play to win. I'm saying Lacazette through the middle. For me, 
Fair play. And, and Abamyang, Abamyang, um, unfortunately, not just not cutting it for me at this point in time. So, uh, yeah, I'll so leave who, it. I'll leave who it. You got, who you got to win the competition? I was saying nothing. I can't say. No, that. you got to. You got to because you weren't on the pod. So you got to say who's going to win the Europa League and who's going to win the Champions League. In your whoever, opinion. whoever wins this game, Arsenal Villarreal. Yeah. Okay. Can I, okay. Yeah. And Champions League. Yep. Yeah. And Champions League. Uh, Real Madrid. Real Madrid. Yeah. Whoa! I went still for Madrid. All, I've gone for all. I'm still going for it, and all. English Champions League final and an all English Europa League final. That's what really? I'm going for. Yep. Yeah, yep. that's 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 like it's literally UEFA's worst nightmare. Every time that happens, <laughs> they, <laughs> they they hate it every time. But um, yeah, and that 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 will that will just bring about the the Super League chat from the other big clubs again if that happens. But um, but yeah, no, I think the winner winner of the Europa will be uh, between Arsenal and Villarreal for me. But yeah, okay. We'll see, mate. But um, yeah, another good one, mate. Always, always a pleasure. Um, and yeah, let's see how, how well these predictions go. <laughs> yeah, but that's uh, guys. That's been another great episode playing out for the back. As I said, tune in uh, next week. Make sure you're hounding us on on Twitter and uh, and Instagram as well. Uh, and be sure to check us out on um, on our home on the Sports Social Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.